What's going on, everyone? Jenna Cameron, John Rich. It is uh, a very sad day on 94 WIP. Great to be with you on this Monday morning. Look, it's a tough one. It's really tough. Uh, we follow up, obviously, on um, you know one of the toughest losses in Philadelphia sports history. The Eagles lose Super Bowl 57. It is a shock to me. It is a true, true, true shock to me. Obviously, it came into focus at some point there in the third quarter. It could happen. But I uh, obviously, as you know by my commentary last week, did not see it coming uh, at all. We'll discuss it at great length. Uh, it is a, a game the Eagles seemingly had, but they let go. I think it's fair to say they blew it. And uh, we'll talk about it. It hurts a lot. We'll discuss it. And we will, as we have always done as a show, uh, we will do it together, and uh, we hope to do it with you. 215-592-9494 to weigh in on this uh, difficult Monday morning. Richie Rich, how are you, pal? Terrible, Joe. Yep. Neil Armstrong left his shoes behind on the moon. Good for him. He and Buzz Aldrin. Yep. They left their shoes to offset the weight of moon rocks that we were bringing back to Well, Earth. we left uh, part of our heart. We did. Out there. You we know, left the game as on a fan, the field. Well, yeah, I meant us as a fan base. But, yes, the, the Eagles, the Eagles. I mean, I'll say something, and I hope I never, ever, ever uh, get to say it again about a future game. Um, but I'll say what I believe at, at a basic level. The, the Philadelphia Eagles blew the Super Bowl. They blew a Super Bowl. I really believe that. Now, look, there's a ton of tentacles to this game. There are a ton of things that went wrong. It's not as simple as just the Jonathan Gannon thing. That's part of it, but it's a lot more complex than that. Um, but at, at its most basic spot, basic level, I'll tell you, I think the Philadelphia Eagles blew the Super Bowl. Now let's get into it with 215-592-9494. John, Gannon's going to take a lot of heat, and I think he deserves to take a lot of heat. I agree. But I will say this. I pin uh, a ton of the loss on the Eagles' defensive players. Uh, and I think Gannon is being um, unfairly scapegoated to an extent. Uh, the front four did not get home, and I mean at all. They literally did not sack Mahomes. There was very few plays where they influenced Mahomes. The back seven played an extremely confused and sloppy game. And while Gannon is certainly culpable for some of that, for sure, in his preparation, uh, based on how the guys were, were ready to go, uh, a lot of that's on players, and many of whom are veteran players. They blew a lot of assignments. They blew a lot of assignments. Now, look, Hurts, obviously, I'll just say a few things and then turn it right over to you, John. Hurts, obviously, um, was really, really great in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways. But he also had some big miscues that I think people are not acknowledging enough. He obviously gave them seven points, which was a real problem and, and can't just be glossed over. Now, it's one of those unfortunate oopsies that, you know, is, is just a, you drop the ball, but it was seven points in the Super Bowl. There was also poor clock management getting things set throughout the game to feel, I'll say this as a fan, comfortable with how the Eagles were managing the moment in, you know, almost on a snap-by-snap basis. There was horrible urgency, and I reiterate, horrible urgency. I know a lot of people aren't going to want to hear this about Jalen, but I'm going to keep it real with you. Horrible urgency went down eight points in the fourth quarter. I mean, it, it took four minutes and seven seconds for the Eagles to run eight plays, and they just kept taking it down, five, four, three, two, one. You're down eight. Now, granted, they got to two-point conversion, but they never actually really got the ball back. So you know you have to play for two two-minute sequences. And I said to you on Friday, that was the one concern I had about Jalen. Could they run a hurry-up offense effectively if they had to? And the answer obviously was no. They scored on that drive, but it took too much time. Final thing I'll say, and, John, I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh, Andy Reid was great. Patrick Mahomes was great. And the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line were great. And they won the game. The Eagles lost the game, but those three, Andy Reid, 
Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City offensive line, which did something I did not expect, they won the game. But make no mistake about it, the Eagles blew the Super Bowl. John Ritchie, go for it. The Eagles blew the Super Bowl. Uh, I think what you talked about there, the lack of change. Uh, There was a vast majority of the game where we were running that play clock down to the red. I mean, it was getting close. And then when the situation changed, we didn't adapt. And I think that's emblematic of the way the game transpired. The first half, we showed up. We had a good plan. Yeah, we made some mistakes, but we were up by 10 points at the half. We controlled 22 minutes of the clock in the first half. Although that was a little deceiving because part of it is Jalen gave, gave him the ball. Yeah, 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 they didn't I have a possession. Yep. But still, uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs ran 53 plays to score 38 points. That, you know, screams defense wasn't good enough, obviously. Uh, the adaptation was next to non-existent. The loss does not come down to one play, one you know, questionable holding call. Yep. All the little things that we worried about during the season came roaring back to rear their ugly mugs in this game. The pass pro, we left free hitters again. We, we, we left our quarterback out there stranded without the, the hot routes to, to get the ball to, without uh, you know, changing the protection. We had free hitters again. We couldn't stop the run. Why could we not stop the run? This is something we've addressed all season long. We thought it got better with the addition of the two D tackles. But yesterday, it wasn't just one thing. It wasn't just, hey, we're not uh, setting an edge. We were getting gashed, gashed up the middle. And by the way, we were getting gashed by plays that were new look plays. You know, they line Jarek McKinnon up at, as fullback offset. They hide him, and then they run the, the trap, and, and he goes for 20. How many times... Did we see plays where it was like, wow, they got us. They, they got us no with, question. A, with a great play design. How many times did we do that to them? I agree, John. This, this is our coverage, our, our deep, you know, hey, Jonathan Gannon, we thought that he'd gotten better to where he could actually stack up against the elite quarterbacks. And once again, our coverage looked more predictable uh, against the elite quarterback like he knew ahead of time where to go with the football. Our punter sucked. Our special teams coverage coverage units were taken advantage of. And so so these things that have, you know, been in the back of our minds, we'll, we'll bring them up during the season. Hey, it's it hasn't come back to bite us, but what if someday our inability to stop the run comes back to bite us? It came back in the worst possible moment yep. because that team across the way was better coached than we were. After the game, Nick Sirianni said Jalen played better than he's ever played. He's wrong. If Jalen played better than he's ever played, how the heck did we lose? Yeah. And and the reason is because we got out coached. Well, listen, now, John, it's an accurate statement. And, and I'll, I know no one's going to want to hear this, but I'll just say it. For the people out there, and there are 15 or 20% amongst us, um, I'm not one of them, that thinks Andy Reid is just like this totally overrated coach. He, he puts so much pressure on the Eagles' defense with his schematic brilliance. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles' defenders were truly confused. And, again, some of that goes on Gannon for sure in the preparation process. Some of it goes on the players themselves for not feeling the moment and knowing what to do. Look, I, I think I, I know your players are liable, that, that it is on the players too. But the fact that three of those touchdowns for the Chiefs came on motions that yep. we couldn't adjust to. Yep. 
We couldn't, like, they took advantage of our scheme. They knew going in where we were weakest, and they said, hey, if we short motion Travis Kelsey, we can get the matchup yeah. we want, and it worked. Hey, if we orbit motion Kadarius Tony, they're not going to be able to switch it off. And it worked. Yeah, well, and then they came back and did the exact same motion to the other side. Yep. And it worked again. Adjustment, please. I agree, John. Figure it out on the sideline. Look, I, I agree. I'll say this, though. That's about the back seven and how they passed things off and handled it, which they did not do well. And to your point, Gannon. But the front four, zippo. Zippity-doo-dah. Yeah. Nothing. Yep. And I'll tell you, the two things, John, I did not foresee under any circumstance that happened. The front four, Zippo. The Eagles rushing attack, not much. I mean, I was, yeah, listen, was that none. was. I other mean, than Jalen. Other than Jalen, for sure. Guys, the Kansas City Chiefs, for all the brilliance of Patrick Mahomes, and he was brilliant, and all the brilliance of Andy Reid, and he was brilliant. The Kansas City Chiefs won this game in the trenches. They stopped the Eagles' run, and they absolutely, positively stymied the Eagles' pass rush. And those two things are maybe the number one reason why last week I felt so confident. I did not think Kansas City could stop the Eagles' run, and I did not think Kansas City's offensive line could curtail the Eagles' pass rush to that extent. Andy Reid had a balanced attack. He threw the ball 27 times, ran it 26 times. I, I, yeah. I never thought he'd be able to do that. James, how are you, pal? Not great. You know, I, I think it's the worst loss of my life when you take it all into account. I've thought about it a lot. You know, the Tampa Bay loss, Joe Carter, like, it's the closest I've come to crying at a loss since Joe Carter. I was really close. Um, I think you guys are being too hard on Jalen. I get it. But, I mean, he was amazing. They had 35 points, I most points amazing. ever in a loss. I thought Jalen was amazing. He made one mistake, and, yeah, they were a little slow on that. But he scored a touchdown. He got in the end for a two-point conversion. I'm not blaming Jalen at all for that yesterday. Like, I thought the defense was atrocious. And look, bring it up. Like, I'm sorry. I know it's not the reason they lost, yep. but to end the Super Bowl on that call is an outrage. It is a travesty. That was an all-time great Super Bowl. It had a chance to be one of the greats we've ever seen, and they ended it that way. Like, I, I, I get it. Be consistent. I agree, I like, agree, James. You can't end the Super Bowl like that. Look, like, I feel cheated. And I know it's not the reason we lost, but I feel cheated. That way that game ended, and then obviously just on top yeah. of it, just to, just to, I, it, it, dude, I, this is the least I've wanted to come to work in my life working in, in sports. Like I'm just, I, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to see anybody. Like I'm, I'm crushed. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm Look, crushed. Hang in there. Obviously, um, it is crushing. It, it is an all timer. There were two absolute travesties that occurred last night. Travesties, as James alluded to, was the ridiculous call on Bradbury. Which should not have it should not have been thrown as a flag. The second is the field, and I'm not saying it had any impact on the Eagles losing because obviously affected both teams, but that was an absolute debacle and a disgrace by the NFL last night to permit the players to get to the Super Bowl and play on a field so atrocious. And the reality is, whoever said, "Yep, this is the field to go with," that guy from the NFL, that guy should be fired because that field was a debacle, an absolute disgrace. Let's go to the phones. There's so much to get into and all of it with you throughout the day, throughout the week, and. The, the the months to come. I mean, it is what it is, guys. It was a. I I will say I'm still I am still proud of the Eagles, and I'm not gonna push that aside like it, it's not a thing. I'm not. I'm I'm not gonna do it. Um, I'm proud of the season that the Eagles had. I felt great as a fan to 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 know that they came so far, and that last night we got to crank it up seeing our team in a Super Bowl. But um, they did blow it. The Eagles blew the game last night. Let's go to Anthony in South Philadelphia. Who kicks us off. Good morning, Anthony. 
Good morning, Joe. How are you, buddy? Hi, John. Hey, Anthony. Uh, listen, uh, Joe, I'm um, heartbroken with the loss. But we talked this weekend, and I told you that I was going to call. Yep. I was either going to apologize to you or I was going to get into this. Uh, I do not think this is John, uh, Jalen Hurts' fault in any way. The kid scored four touchdowns, had over 280 yards of personal offensive yardage. Uh, he did fumble the ball, but that was in the first half. We had a 10-point lead. Well, and seven, he, seven point, Well, yeah, it was a seven-point lead when he fumbled, and then it was a tie game. game. I got you. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, I want to give you some stats, and I'm going to tell you the real reason why I thought this team lost the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, Mahomes' Super Bowl career stats. His first two Super Bowls, he had a 57% completion percentage, two touchdowns, four picks, rating of 64.2. First, the Eagles yesterday, 77% completion percentage. Sound familiar the last two years? Jonathan Gannon facing good quarterbacks? Yep. Three touchdowns, no picks. 133.8 quarterback rating. Um, in 23 minutes, they scored 31 points of time of possession that Kansas City had the ball. I'm not going to give them the other seven points because that was uh, Jalen Hurts' uh, mm-hmm. problem. Um, they, and everybody should remember that they missed a 24-yard field goal yep. with a chip shot. It wasn't 24, but, yeah, I think it was 42 or something like yeah, that. Well, yeah, well, you could check. I thought it was 24. Uh, no team had ever blown a 10-point halftime lead in regulation in the Super Bowl. Uh, the Chiefs scored on every possession in the second half. Mahomes was 13 for 14 in the second half. The Chiefs had the best pass-blocking win rate in the league, and still Gannon wasn't prepared to bring any type of pressure, games, slants, twists. He did nothing. Everything was a, a single-up man-on-man to let them try to beat their man. And the 26-yard scamper, that was against a five-man front. What Andy Reid did during the game was when we came out and put some second down with a five-man front, he threw the ball over the middle short. Yeah. And when we were in a four-man front, he ran the ball and Pacheco Listen, us. Listen, Anthony, you're, you're making a lot of great points, and there's no doubt. I mean, there's and appreciate the call. There's a lot of truth in there. I mean, Jonathan Gannon got whooped, and, and Andy Reid's the one that whooped him. I mean, he whooped him. Chris in Ocean City. Hi, Chris. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Um, just first off the jump, just want to say still love you guys. Still the, the, the best sport in my life, being able to talk about stuff with you and all that. Uh, but this one's going to linger for a while. It's going to hurt. Um, the the big takeaways that I got, uh, how, how do we not have grass figured out, like, as a people? You know what I mean? Like, how can I you know. allow that to impact the game in the way that it did? And both defensive lines were so ineffective, and I would, uh, you know, venture to guess that when you have a slippery field and you can't make quick cuts, that's going to really impact that. It certainly listen, listen, we'll, we'll find out more as the guys talk more about it. I mean, Reddick was very clear after the game that he didn't want to make it an excuse, but he also said very clearly it was the worst field he'd ever been on. Uh, John, your gut feeling, do you think that played into why the Eagles think at home to Mahomes? And same thing yeah. on the other side, KC pass rush? Yeah, sure. Uh, I can remember seeing Hassan Reddick, you know, slip on plays. Yeah. And I, I one in particular where uh, Mahomes had a long scramble. Uh, Reddick fell trying to come off the edge. Think about what he's trying to do. You know, basically uh, challenge physics and get as low as he can uh, and, and take a corner as while, hard as he while can. While going fast. While going as fast. Yeah, right. as fast as he can. Right. And so his, his feet slip out from under him. The offensive lineman just dive bombs him and, and lies on top of him, and, and he can't make any sort of play. That happened. But, you know, that they played on the same field. Yeah. They got us on – they got Jalen's act twice. Uh, he was under pressure all day. 
it felt like there that was a, a major difference in this game. You know, Mahomes was, yes, he was pressured at times, but no one really got that close to bringing him down. And, uh, you know, Jalen was flushed, and it felt like repeatedly running to a sideline, looking downfield. It was very unlikely he would complete anything. Steve Spagnuolo laid one on us. Yep. And, and they were doing things like, you know, sending guys up and to jockey back and forth in the A-gaps to mess with our protections and everything like that. I, I didn't think we did enough of that stuff for, for my liking. Against a quarterback that's that complete, you got to throw the whole kitchen sink at him, and it didn't feel like we did that. And, and to, yeah. to, to the point of uh, when, when we were heavy, they threw it. When we were light, they ran it. That, that's something – it just felt like the Chiefs had a plan coming out from the half. We know exactly what we need to do because we saw it in the first half. We diagnosed it. We're going to skewer it. And we didn't come out with a new plan. Yeah. The second, you know, well, for, I'll, for the I'll say this on, on Andy and the Chiefs offense against the Eagles defense. I thought it was Andy Reid's finest hour as an NFL head coach. I thought it was yeah. his finest moment. And I hate to say that because obviously I was rooting like hell against him last night. He kicked the Eagles' butt last night. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Andy was incredibly impressive. Um, I, I will say one silver lining I thought Jalen was phenomenal and I thought they AJ Devontae and Dallas were excellent receiving the ball so I think that we have that great young nucleus moving forward and uh but and, and real talk I don't think I'll ever be able to forgive Jonathan Gannon like ever like I think he might be dead to me okay. um yeah I mean listen Chris kind of where I'm at no I understand Chris a lot of people are going to feel that way I'll tell you John um Gannon will be back here next year if he doesn't get the Cardinals job I'll tell you who won't be back here is Miles Sanders right done yep Done. I mean, just right out of the gates. Uh, For, after the first play, Sirianni was basically like, I'm done with this dude. Bounced it. And, you know, he went like in to get medical attention after that first play. Uh, just horrendous. horrendous. He was horrendous. You know, uh, he throughout the playoffs, he was even with uh, Kenny G in terms of touches in the first two, playoffs game, two, two playoff games. Yesterday, he was out-snapped by Kenny G. He had 26 snaps to Kenny G's 38. You know, he just he didn't he didn't do it. He didn't cram it the way we had seen Bingo. him at times this season. What? The offensive line, they they did struggle to to move that that defense that you got to give credit to the the Chiefs defensive line, but it just man, it, so many the way, so many ways. John, the the way Sirianni used or in this case did not use Miles Sanders in glaring words, Blared, I don't trust this guy. Yeah, why? I don't trust. I don't I trust mean, the him. First two times he touched it, he yeah. fumbled the ball. I don't trust him. You know, I mean, it, I, that's it was a fumble, and then yeah. well, maybe it was like two out of the first three times he touched it. Then he caught that ball, and you know we got lucky with the the ruling on it. Twitter poll question of the day. This is not a question we wanted to ask today, but we're going to ask it. What is the biggest reason why the Eagles lost the Super Bowl? Might get different answers around here than, than the nation would vote, but we're voting from around here. The question, what is the biggest reason why the Eagles lost the Super Bowl? We've got four choices. A, Jonathan Gannon. B, the defensive players. C, Patrick Mahomes' greatness. D, the referee's call on James Bradbury. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Certainly you can weigh in on the phone lines as well. Let's talk to Vince in Egg Harbor Township. Hi, Vince. Hey, guys. Good morning. How you doing? Terrible, Vince. Yeah, right there with you. Uh, you guys said it about Miles Sanders. It just seemed like whenever Kenny Gainwell got the ball, he was sitting that lane, 
as soon as he found it, take what the defense has given him. Sanders just spent, whenever he got the ball in the backfield, he was just trying to figure out, do I want to go east or west, cover four or five yards, go into the sideline, and get the yard, no sense of urgency. And like you guys said, the first two touches he had, he put the ball on the ground yeah. and almost cost the Eagles a great opportunity there. Um, the one encouraging thing, if anything, from losing this game is that Jalen Hurts showed that the moment was not too bright. Um, he's been in a lot of big games in college, and that was a big question going into the Super Bowl because he didn't play particularly too great as far as passing against the Giants and the 49ers, but I thought he was excellent yesterday. I, I did and, not, Vince. I'll just tell you, I did not. I thought he was excellent in ways, but I'm telling you, man, I, I saw a different uh, thing with Hurts and a lot of other people did. I'm just being honest. He Obviously, Sirianni does not trust him yet for hot reads, so that's why they let these these free defenders come at him. He, he really didn't have uh, as much athleticism as I would want him to beat some of those guys on his own, which 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 hurt on some possessions. I thought the lack of urgency with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter was stunning, and I'm going to say it: it was McNabb like. I was just going to. It say, was McNabb like of that drive in 2005, but. Let me ask you a question. If they get the ball, and again, this is, if they don't call the penalty, it's 38 to 35. What's your confidence level that with a minute 40 to go and one timeout that they walk down the field and at a minimum tie or win the game? About 60%. I'm higher okay, than I, that. I'm, I'm I think Jalen gets the job done. Yeah. The, re- the, re- I, the reason I'm not as high as, as you and John, and believe me, I think the Eagles would have tied it, again, above 50%. But Jalen – you know, my worry was this two-minute concept, and there was something about the way the Eagles did it last night that makes me wonder how good he would have been with a minute 50 to go in the game and one timeout. I just felt he wasn't going to let his teammates lose that game if he got the ball back one more time. I just feel it was that yeah. was his moment, and unfortunately, he was robbed of the opportunity. He I was. They were You're robbed right. of the game, but the opportunity was taken. Hell of a season, yep. and, you know, not much more we can say, but go, Bird. All right, Vince, you got it. Look, we'll say a lot over the next many months. There's a lot they got to figure out. The number one thing they got to figure out is how much they're willing to pay Jalen Hurts, and that'll set in motion how much money they have to then decide who they want to keep and who they're willing to let go of. John, let's just get all three of us. Well, we already got James on the record. I agree with him on the Bradbury call. I think it was the wrong call. John, let's get you on the record. Should the referee have thrown the flag no. at James Bradbury? No. I agree. You can you can say those guys hold on every single play. I think it's a matter of how uh, how much does it disrupt the route, and it didn't seem like a whole lot. You you gotta let these guys uh, you know fight a little bit, and it was yes it was a slight hold, but man in that situation it's crazy it's crazy to just take the entire opportunity away from from this team. Uh, you know, because we, we would have had, what, a, a minute 20-something? Something. something. We ended up having, like, eight seconds, four yeah. seconds. It it just yeah, – As soon as the it – was, It was look, the game. Look, as soon uh, as the penalty was called, I turned to everyone with me and I said, the game is over. The Eagles just lost the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because it was so obvious. I mean, just do the math. Kansas City was just basically going to kneel it. Of course, they had that first run, got about eight yards or nine yards down to the one. You knew they were just going to kneel it. Game was over. I mean, game was literally over. When that flag hit the ground, the football game was over. There's no other way around it. 215-592-9494. At 1040 today, I know a lot of people last night, a lot of people did not stay up to watch or listen to the Nick Sirianni press conference but I'm sure a lot of you want to know what did he say and what is his reaction to a whole host of issues from last night. 
Coming up at 1040, we will air the Sirianni press conference. It happened late. Took him a while to get out there. Um, we'll air it. We'll react to it. That's at 1040. Phone calls throughout the show. Joe DeCameron, John Ritchie on a really, really tough Monday morning on 94 WIP. Pro and college hoops, hockey, MMA, and so much more. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right in the palm of your hand, right on the phone if you want. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. The official sportsbook for the real Philly sports fan and the only sportsbook and casino app that I recommend. Bet on more than just the score. Bet on player performances. And with live in-game betting, you can bet during the game. Bet on points, assists, rebounds. The choices are endless and so exciting. And how about this great opportunity? Join me now. New users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Download the app and start playing instantly with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. I mean, it's all well and good to talk about the bright future uh, that this team has, and I think they do. Uh, they do have a good young nucleus. They certainly have a, an outstanding young quarterback who's only going to get better. They got the draft picks and all of that stuff. So, yeah, the future is bright. But, God, this was an opportunity tonight. Uh, And they had this game. And they let it get away. Uh, And that's a tough thing to live with. It's a very tough thing to live with. Ray Dittinger, of course, last night, uh, late night on NBC Sports Philadelphia, doing a great job as always. Um, Ray will be with us on our show Thursday this week. Ray will also be with us uh, when we are moving into the, the new morning show, which will be on Monday of next week. Uh, you know, he'll be with us in, in great frequency, and we're looking forward to that. I'll tell you guys, this is, I am certain, the only time in my life as a Philadelphia sports fan, the only time where I feel that there's no doubt my squad blew the championship. Blew it. Squad I love. 93 fills, obviously you think about it, you know, Mitch, game four, Mitch, game six. But I, I can't give that full-scale blow Blow it. I mean, even in game six, you're still getting down three games to two entering that game. Uh, I think about the 4 Super Bowl, and there was a, there was an element of, of letting a real moment slip away. But, you know, even when the Eagles were going slow go there in the fourth quarter, the Eagles were down 10. And the Patriots were up 10 points. The Eagles were never up in that game by more than seven. It was 0-0 at the end of the first, 7-7 in halftime, 14-14 at the end of the third. I mean, I wouldn't say the Eagles blew the game. I'd say they blew an incredible chance, but they didn't blow the game. Last night's the first and only time in my lifetime where I feel I can say with all certainty – a squad I love blew the championship round. And that, that hurts, man. Let's go to the phones. And, you know, by, and what Nick Sirianni said about the whole thing, you'll hear his press conference from late last night. That's coming up in five minutes. My biggest problem is it just it feels like the Chiefs were the team that had all that extra time to get prepared. You know, they were the team that, that was throwing new stuff out there. And uh, we didn't have answers for that new stuff. Why didn't we have new stuff? This this does make me wonder. You know, we've got both our offensive and defensive coordinator, uh, the the darlings of the the teams looking for head coaches. How distracted were our coordinators this week? Was it so distracted that it it led the game to look like one team was better prepared, significantly better prepared? A legitimate were they resting John? on their laurels and not you know brainstorming, throwing new stuff out there because they didn't have time because they were devoting time. Like I'll never know the answer. No, we will never know that answer. How much time was 
devoted to those questions. Hey, you want to come coach our team? How much communication yep. was was taking place? I, you know, I I don't know, but it but it feels gross that that possibility exists. I think it's a very legitimate question, John. To your point, we will never know the answer, but I think you raise a fair point to raise. Let's go to Drew in Westchester. What's up, Drew? Hi, guys. Uh, not going to say good morning. Uh, very bad morning. I had a point about officiating, but I wanted to start uh, somewhere else. I know you're going to get a lot of calls ripping Gannon, and that's super justified. But I think there was one moment that really cost us last night on offense, and that was the Quez Watkins oh, drop. Huge, you, huge. You, You've got to catch that ball, and if he catches that ball, I think we're up 31-21, and it's a completely different game, and weird stuff started happening right after that with the delay of game and the challenge and everything. You know, kudos to him for, like, carving out a career, but, like, if you want to be on the team, you've got to make that catch. Jalen put it right on him. It was awful. It was it was absolutely awful. I mean, it was an enormous drop. Uh, I do wonder if it will cost him his his job next year. I think it, it hung in the balance. I think there's still a pretty good chance he'll be the guy because he's cheap, and you're going to need some cheap starters, but oh, it really hurt. Not, he better not be the guy. I, I, was, I, I, I was amazed that he got as many snaps as he did yesterday. I thought Pascal was overtaking him. We did see some Pascal, but the end result was Pascal 21 snaps, Quez Watkins twice that yeah. with 42 snaps. 42 snaps he was out there on the field? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of of plays that he made other than dropping that massive pass. And when that happened, did you say to yourself, "That's all I ever see from Quez"? Almost is not good enough. It's always almost. Yeah, I would say my reaction when that ball went through his hands was it's typical. Yeah, right. It's typical. Oh, again, this is this is what we see. Yeah, yeah. That, Pedro. That one is that one is stuck in my head, and I really think there's a chance. Maybe he'll be on the team as a fourth or fifth guy, but I really think there's a chance we try to upgrade I there. Know. And then as far as far as the officiating goes, I think my thing is there, and I think players like this too. You got to be consistent. You can suck, but you got to do it consistently. And I think the fact that Bradbury, you know, that they didn't call him in the first quarter on Juju, he probably thought, okay, I can you know get away with being a little physical here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I told Seltzer, I'm going to, you know, decompress uh, for a couple days after this. I probably won't call for a couple days. It was awesome, uh, you know, going on this run with you guys. But, you know, we just – that team deserved a better ending, and it just, you know, doesn't feel real. It, it really doesn't. All right, Drew, I appreciate I it, man. Yeah, there, there is a surreal element to this. I mean, again, I'm totally emotionally unprepared for it. I did not see it coming. Were we – and I say we, me – John, you, James, and and many of us throughout the Delaware Valley, were we overconfident? Quite obviously, yes, we were. We were obviously overconfident. Um, look, the to me, the Chiefs coaches, um, and and to an extent, Mahomes for sure, they outclassed yeah. the Eagles. Like the Eagles we had the advantage the, in the roster, but the coaching the difference experience was huge. factor. Yeah. We, we underestimated that. It might not even be experience. It could just be the quality factor. Yeah. I mean, I, look, Sirianni I, takes, a, takes a real ding here, man. I wrote it down, and, and this is, I think, well, it's kind of harsh. Go ahead. Howie Roseman put these coaches in great position with this roster, but did he put the right coaches in great position? Yeah, well, that, well 
So it's funny you say that because I, I came out of this, Sean, thinking I blame Howie not at all. Your point is maybe there's culpability on Howie if you chose the wrong coaches. I'm not prepared to go there. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, dude. Sirianni had a great year. Yeah. I, I don't think just because of one. And he wasn't horrible. He wasn't good, but it wasn't like a total disaster. I don't think you can yeah. you can indict Sirianni because of that. I will say on a on a real micro level, I mean, there's, you know, after a Super Bowl, there's, there's normally about 40, 50 plays you can really, really dig in on. Because every play has such enormous magnitude. I'll just tell you candidly, I thought, and I said it to everyone I was with, and, and this might be really unconventional to the point of absurd, I thought he should have gone for the fourth and two. Everyone thought it. From inside. Everybody. Like all over Twitter, all over, like yeah. every, everyone said that was, I mean, it's basically, they were a little further back on the field, but it's really similar to the Doug thing. Really similar Well, I mean, you're on, you're on like the 25-yard line. Yeah, I mean, and they you, were the 34 or whatever or something when, when Doug went right. for it. So it's not that far back. And my and my thinking also is you got a six-point lead. So even if you don't get it, and then Kansas City has a an uber-short field, you get the ball back and you can go again. But chances are you're going to convert that fourth and two. And I, I, I that was the moment where I felt the Eagles lost control of the game. Things had been teetering because Kansas City was hanging in there. Jalen gave them seven points. Obviously, you know, the Eagles had missed opportunities. As we know, you know, things like, look, I thought the refs had the wrong call. I'm going to be real candid here. I thought it was the wrong call on the Devontae Smith catch near the end of the first half that I thought was a catch. I didn't think there was enough evidence to overturn it. I felt the same way. And I thought the Eagles would have scored seven instead of scored three before halftime. So there was more than enough things that was going wrong yeah. that was keeping Kansas City in it. But the moment, to me, that tipped the scales to Kansas City is 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 able to to get the center lane to, to cut it off and take control was the moment Nick Sirianni decided to, to punt the ball in fourth and two. We didn't know it was going to result in a horrendous punt and the whole deal, blah, blah, blah. But that was the killer. I think it was a mistake. Let's listen to Sirianni. He talked after the game last night, um, starting out here with with messaging um, and then going into a lot of details with a lot of questions. I know a lot of people went to sleep or just said, I got to get the hell away from the TV late, late last night. Um, but he did talk, and we want answers. Here are the things he talked about. So I just reminded him of that, that, you know, all the, the things that we went through in our lives that – you know, was was something that was adversity that we'll overcome this too because uh, you know the type of guys that we have in there that we'll use this to motivate motivate us. We'll use this pain. We'll use this failure to motivate us so we can make it a strength. Coach, can you discuss uh, Jalen's play today? Yeah, to me, to me, Jalen uh, played uh, the best game I've seen him play in the in the two years we've been together. Um, he was outstanding. Uh, I really thought I really thought he was in complete control. He played outstanding, and you know, and, that, and really, you looked at you look at the game, and that was good for the NFL in the sense that the, the two best quarterbacks in the NFL played against each other on the biggest stage and the biggest lights, and and um, you know, J- Jalen played played Jalen played great. Coach, to have this journey this whole year, um, everything the ups and downs, that things you guys have been through, have come so close in this last game. It's all it always hurts, right? Anytime you don't come out on top, um, regardless of what you're competing at, it. it it, it, it burns you, and it, and it gets a, a lot of credit to them, all the credit to them. They played a great game. Uh, it's a really good football, really good football team, well-coached football team. 
Um, you know, but it hurts. Yeah, and like, like I said, we'll use this pain, we'll use this failure for motivation for us uh, moving forward. There was a shot of you clearly emotional before the game. What was going through your mind in that moment? Yeah, I've, I've dreamed about this, you know, since I've been two years old. I said to our guys, some of you guys have been dreaming about this since you've been two. Some of you have been since you've been in Pee Wee football. Some of you since high school. Um, college or even when you got to the pro but we've all been dreaming of it and you know growing up in a family of a football coach you know, with a dad that's a football coach brothers that are older brothers that play football you know this is what you, you dream of, of being in this moment and so uh, just emotional because there's a lot of there's a lot of work um, not just by myself but a lot of people you know starting with my wife and my kids you know my brothers my dad um, that that help and, and just so many people I, I that coaches that I've had teammates that I've had to help me get to that moment so just emotional in that moment um, you know knowing where we were and uh, uh, at that moment Nick what do you think of the defensive performance uh, you know, we'll have to look at the tape and, and see all the th all the things that went wrong. Um, it, but you know, you can't give a team like that and and they you know a short field or seven points uh, off of a, off of a turnover. So they they had the seven points off that. They had the ball on the four yard line off of a punt return. But you know, um, we'll we'll look at it. I can't I can't tell you exactly uh, um, this or that. Uh, but you know, I thought. They're, we're playing a really good offense, um, and they gave up. They gave we gave up 24 points. Um, you know. Uh, we're going to stop that for a moment here. We'll get that. We'll get that audio uh, reconfigured. Obviously, that got a little, uh, little wacky there. Uh, but James should be able to get that aligned. Obviously. I think it comes back in. Okay, comes back in. James, you got it. All right, let's keep it going. What did you think of the call, Bradbury? You know. I'm not, I'm not, it's not my job to, uh, you know, I mean, you, you'll see me on the sideline. I'm going to argue with different things of, of, of calls here and there, but it's not my job to make the call. You know, those guys got to do that in, in split second, um, you know, scenarios. Um, and so, you know, that's what he saw and he, and he called it. And so that's never, it, I, I know it always appears to be that, you know, it's one call that makes it. It's not. It's not what it is, right? It, it's not what it is. There's, there's, there's so many plays that contribute to the, the end result of the game, and in, and today they were better than we were. Jake, what did you say to Jalen after the game? After the, uh, he put his uh, MVP like performance in the game, what did you say to him about losing the game? You know, I know, I know it hurt. He's hurt, and he's he's hurting, and uh, you know, I just I just said, you know, we're we'll, we'll be. We'll work our butts off every day um, to make sure. I, I know he's going to get better from this, um, you know. And he played really good, and that's why I keep saying I don't think we know what what Jalen's ceiling is, right? Um, because he just can continue to get better. But I just said I was happy for him that he that he played his butt off. He 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 left it all out there. Um, played good in the run game. Played good in the pass game. Was in complete control of our offense, um, you know. And he he led us to to 35 points. Um, and I just, I just told him I was happy for him that, you know, that he really, you know, just is, it just wasn't this year. And I told him I thought it was his best game that he's played. Um, and it wasn't just, you know, this game. It was this entire season that he's, he's shown to be a special leader, a special player. Um, and I'm sure glad that he's our quarterback. Um, they did a good job of getting the ball out quick. They did. They they had some. Uh, they had some good. Uh, they, uh, they did good in the run game. I think they had. I don't know. You guys could tell me. I think they're over 150 yards in the run game. So, you know, where you're you're playing the run a little bit. There's some things that we had the pass game on. 
um, you know, that we were we had some rushes on that that they ended up uh, you know, running the ball out, uh, well off of, and so. You know, I just thought they did a good job of getting the ball out quick. I thought they did a good job of, of running the football, and uh, they got one of the best players in the planet on their on their football team, so he's going to make some plays. And, and Travis Kelsey, you know, all, all their guys, uh, Smith-Schuster, made a lot of good plays as well. Nick, did you ever go to John Vangana and say, we need to blitz a little bit more to get the Patrick Mahomes to apply more pressure? Yeah, you know, those guys are, are thinking through everything and, and talking through everything. Sure, we talk about everything on there, uh, on the sideline there, and... Um, you know, I got a ton of trust in, in our defensive defensive staff. Like I said, they did it. They, uh, you know, give give the Chiefs credit. They uh, they had some easy, they had some completions that they got the ball out quick uh, to mitigate our pass rush. They were chipping, they were thumping um, on the edge on our on our pass rushers. You know, helping the guys out. They did a good job of, you know, just knowing what our strength was and, and trying to, their best to to, let, to mitigate it. it sounds like yeah. Now, it, you know, when you when you say something like that, it's like we both had to play on that turf, right? It's not like we were playing on the on ice and they were playing on grass. Uh, we all had to play on it. We all had to figure out our shoes. Sometimes, you know, you, you do your best to figure out your the, this playing surface as soon as you possibly can. Um, sometimes you have to change uh, cleats in the middle of the game. Um, you know, just because uh, what's what's working for you, same way as if you had to uh, change a game plan or change a play or whatever you have to do, and so it, it was just adjusting to you know a little bit of the slippage that was that was going on in the field. But you know, it's not like like I said, it, you know that that had nothing to do with anything. And we just had to we just had to get used to it. Yeah, what about a couple more? Just like your time about you, there's no such thing for more victories. But how proud of you are you of this team? What did it mean to you to have so much yeah, people right back at home? Yeah, that mean, that means a lot. You know, I, like I said, there's a lot of people that are that uh, contribute to everybody, not just my journey, but everybody's journey uh, in that locker room. We all have people, or we all have family, we all have, um, you know, teammates, coaches that have contributed uh, to helping us get here. Um, and so, you know, again, we wanted to finish the job for them. Uh, it just wasn't in God's will today. And uh, you know, again, congratulations to the Chiefs. Nick, Coach, can you talk about defending? Uh, what about halftime? Obviously, it's different here in the Super Bowl. It's longer. You guys play so well in the first half. Anything going on there that you can put your uh, finger on? Um, no, you know they they came in and they uh, you know after halftime they went right they went right down and, and scored um, to cut it to to cut it to three. Um, you know we talked about what was working for us, what we wanted to continue to do, hey, what what we can anticipate them potentially doing. Um, you know they did a good job of adjusting. Um, you know, and you know apparently, you know, with us, you know, them beating us in the second half, we didn't do as good a job as they did. So, um, you know, adjusting. So, um, you know, we'll we'll all look at ourselves in the mirror and, and drag ourselves through the mud in attempts to get better. And like I said, in the, we just got to we got to do a better job. Uh, you know, coaching in the second half, and um, you know, but a credit to them. Nick, immediately after the fumble, y'all went right back to Jalen's legs from the first play of that oh, drive for the touchdown. Uh, How intentional was that, and what message were you trying to send to Benny? Um, just we're trying to run our best plays that we had uh, available to us that we felt like we, we that were going to work. Uh, you know, you know, a guy a guy drops a pass, you don't you don't stop throwing it to him. A guy fumbles the football, you don't stop running him. A guy throws an interception, you don't start stop throwing it. So it was. It was, hey, that, and that's been our, our thought process all year. That's what, when we say dog mentality, that's what we mean. We mean, um, 
you know, that we have to be in the moment. You know, there's going to be ups and downs in this game, but make sure that we're in the moment of, you know, the next play, having the right mindset to, to go out and accomplish the next play. So it was just more of, we know our guys have that mindset and are able to do that. Um, it was just more of, hey, this is what we believed was going to work that drive, and that's why we used it. Last one, folks. Yes. Yes. Can the, what strengths can the Eagles? I'll get you. What strengths can the Eagles cling to this offseason? We, we have a we have a lot of good people in this this organization, starting with all the players that we have, and I know we have some free agents. There'll be time to discuss that. There'll be time to talk through all that. Uh, but I know we got a good nucleus of guys back uh, to continue to build on, and um, and so. You know, there was a lot of good football this year. We did a lot of good things um, as a team. Like I said, there's, you know, this one stings, this one hurts. Um, we'll no doubt uh, get better from it. Um, but, you know, we got a good young quarterback that's, that's you know, played, you know, a phenomenal year. You know, just a phenomenal year and, and, and good offensive line, good defense. Uh, it, it just all, all accounts. And we'll, uh, like I said, we know we have the right people in place, and and then just this organization is a special organization that um, you know there's a lot of special people in this organization led by Mr. Lurie. Last one for sorry to answer support. What was your view on the holding calls there at the end? You, you know, I, like th those are there's going to be calls that are going to get questioned, right? Not only by the referees. There's going to be call. There's going to be questionable things that I do, or there's going to be questionable things that Coach Cannon does, or Coach Dykin does or Jalen does, we understand that, but it's never about one play. It's, it's, it's never about one play. And they got to make that call and split in a split decision. I'm not here to, to debate whether it was the right call or the wrong call. Of course, like I'm, sometimes I'm like, well, hey, I mean, it went against us. I, of course I don't like it, but you know, you know, they got to make, they got to do a hard job in split second decisions, but it never comes down to one play, even though at times it perceives to, and that's the parody of this league. That you can always track, you can always think like, well, it's just this play, and, it, and it's and that's just not the case. There's, you know, there's whatever amount, however many plays that that, that we had on offense. There's however many plays that the Chiefs had on offense, and then there's all those special teams plays too. And so, um, again, like I said, they had a hard job to do in split second, and and I haven't seen all the clips, but you know, I, I, that, that's not what that's not what wins or loses your game. There it is, last night, Nick Sirianni after the game. Only the fourth time this year they lost, and only the second time they lost with Hurts. And obviously one of their – look, they played a really bad they, – they picked a really bad time to play a really bad game in a lot of ways. John, let me ask you this question. As you hear Sirianni, I'm pretty much certain I know the answer, but I'm curious your thoughts. Does he know last night at that moment during that press conference, does he know that Jonathan Gannon got whooped and that he himself, Nick Sirianni – clearly did not have his finest day at all does he know that uh i think he yes but i don't think he knows the depth of it you know because he does want to scrutinize every play so what's the depth of, what's the depth take it take us inside that what's the depth of it that either he may not be aware of or the people listening right now might not know well i think i think he knows in the grand scheme we were up in a Super Bowl pretty decisively to where all we needed to do was get a stop, get one stop. They needed one the defensive half. play. One stop. They needed a play. And, and, and we, didn't see, uh, we didn't see that stop. You know, th they scored every time they had the ball in the second half, which is uh, amazing, I mean, for them and, and incredibly disheartening for us. Uh, they uh, – he said – 
they were the better team. They were the best. I, st- for the life of me, I don't believe that. I agree with you. They were the better coached team on that day. I agree. And I sure hope that he uh, learns from that and whoever becomes our offensive and defensive coordinator, they can do a better job than what we saw from those coordinators last night. He is responsible to some degree. I don't think, you know, like, I don't – today he knows a lot better how how big a failure that was, especially defensively, because everything that we did they were one step ahead of. It did feel like when we all, – all season long we felt like, okay, we'll just go with our five-down linemen and stop the run. You know, we'll, we'll put Jordan Davis in there at the nose and we'll go 3-4 and that's how we stop the run. Well, the Chiefs said, okay, you want to you wanna go with that group, we're going to throw it and we're going to take advantage of, you know, what you lack. And, and then vice versa. When we tried to play nickel and, and be the, you know, smaller guys out there, the, the, they ran the ball right down our throats. And it was ugly. Those runs, man, those runs, yeah. the fact that they were varied enough that we had no idea what we were going up against. It, it just looked bad. We looked unprepared. I, I agree, John. We'll continue to take your reaction. It's a, it's a crushing loss. It really is. Also coming up, what Jalen Hurts said after the game. You'll hear that and uh, all the phone calls. Show to Cameron John Rich on WIP. Last night was tough, but let's try to find some positive right now. In honor of an amazing and historical season by our birds, my friends at the Bush Auto Group are running a Philly special of their own. Right now, when you purchase any vehicle from one of their four great locations, Exton Nissan, Nissan 422 of Limerick, Infinity of Westchester, or Infinity of Ardmore, you get over $3,000 in bonus value to help maintain your vehicle and keep the cost of ownership down. With prices of almost everything going up, the team over at the Bush Auto Group does the exact opposite. They're driving costs down. They also pride themselves on their selection. Not only are they your local spot for a great selection of new Nissans or Infinities, but they have over 300 pre-owned vehicles in stock. When you're looking for your next vehicle, choose the Bush Auto Group. Visit them online today at bushauto.com. That's B-U-S-A. And when you see them in store, tell them John Ritchie sent you.